Every action you take as a leader has a ripple effect, starting with your team, going out to the organization, and even out into people's personal lives. Here we offer you the chance to learn from real-life stories of leadership, so you can gain a deeper understanding and level up your own skills. From communication to culture to power and equity to feedback to resolving conflict and more. Join us and make sure you're creating the ripples you want. Welcome to Leadership Ripples with Leah Fink. Hello, everyone. Today, we are going to be talking about something exciting, which is our organizational values. And what that really means is how are we getting buy-in and agreement from the people on our team so we can all move forward in the same direction? MEO wrote in with a story for us. She writes, I'm a purpose-driven business owner and want my employees to all be working together to create the amazing change that we can in the world. My business is in a field where some of my staff need to have incredibly high technical skills. These skills take years and a lot of education to develop, so I can't hire and train people for those roles. I need to have skilled, experienced professionals, which means there's a very small field from which to hire employees. Of the non-technical employees I have, it seems like everyone is bought into the values of the organization and everyone's on the same page. That means people seem happy to work, things feel easy, and our organization is working towards its aspirational goals. However, my technical staff don't seem to be bought in the same way. In some ways, our company's values of innovation clash with high technical skills trained in a highly regulatory environment. The problem is also a structural issue in that innovating often requires flexibility and regulations demand rigidity. I hired other staff based on the alignment that was already there with our values, but don't know what to do with staff who I had to hire for this technical reason. Is there a way to get them on board or do I have to live with some staff who are just not going to connect with our values and fit with our culture? Thank you so much for sharing that MEO. So although the specifics of the field that she's sharing about might be quite different from your own, this speaks to a challenge that so many leaders face. How do we actually get people aligned, bought in, in agreement with the direction that we're going. So let's just start by talking values in general. I hope your organization has some values beyond your mission and vision, some principles that they say we want to live by. These are big picture, long-term aspirational ways that we want to work with each other and the team, the ways we want to serve our clients and the way we want to move our company forward. So there's a couple common challenges that I see with organizations when we start talking about values. My first question is usually, well, where did these values come from? How were they determined? Who determined them? Did anyone who's currently in the organization have a say in them? Maybe they were handed down from somewhere. Maybe they were told that these were good values and so we should move forward with them. And so regardless of what that history is though, it's helpful to know how connected people feel to them at the moment. Usually what happens is someone starts a company and they have a dream, a vision, and they have their own personal values. And generally, when people start a business, their organizational values are going to be very close to their personal values. It makes a lot of sense because they started the organization. And when you're hiring at the very beginning and there's a small team of people, usually we hire consciously or subconsciously based on other people who also connect with those values. So maybe you started a business and suddenly you had five friends and you're like, oh, these guys would all be great to have in the organization. I feel they really like it. They probably had some shared values. So super easy to get them on board, 
everyone was going the same direction, had cared about the same things. Now, your organization started to grow. Maybe you're no longer the one hiring. Maybe it's someone else. Maybe you just now have exceeded the ability to pick and choose very much because you have large growth, large scale growth, and it's quite quick and you can't pick the exact person that matches your values. This is where you start to see maybe some of those problems or maybe like MEO, you have a field where you don't always have the biggest choice. You can't go strictly by this ease of this person agrees with my values, so I'm going to bring them in. Now, I'm not saying this is bad. This is a really valid way to bring build your organization or your team is to find a sense of shared value. You want to make sure you're not getting too homogenous as you're doing that. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in further episodes. But, you know, it's, it's a really valid way to start. But now you've gotten to this point, you've grown, you need these technical people. And so you have some people that maybe aren't in alignment with those values, or maybe they have different values, or they see those values differently. They have different definitions of those. So what do you do? Well, one of the first things is we need to figure out what the definition of these values is, right? We see a lot of organizations, you might go in and up on the wall, there's this beautiful, you know, values, integrity, respect, honor, good service. That's great. They have them up somewhere. So people are seeing them and hopefully thinking about them. But generally, when you talk to employees in those organizations, they have different definitions of what those values are. They don't actually know what it means to the organization, which means, are you really living those values as an organization? Or are they just nice things that you put up on a board to feel good? I'd, I'd hesitate to say a lot of organizations, unfortunately, are at that point where they feel good and they want to move towards there, but they're maybe not actually taking those action steps yet. So the first step is, let's actually define these. Let's make sure that when someone says something like integrity, something like respect, everyone is agreement on what that even means. And one of the best ways to do this or the next step in doing this is making sure that everyone understands and agrees what the actions look like if you were to live that value with the organization. For example, MEO mentioned innovation as a core value as of her organization. So when you think of innovation, maybe some of the actions that would be inherent around those values as you discuss would be that a little bit of our funding every quarter goes towards new and innovative ideas. Right. So you're saying very specifically an action that we do to show that we are being innovative is putting this money towards that. Maybe it's uh, every staff meeting every month. We have half an hour that's put aside strictly for new ideas or ways to change to make things better. Those would be actions that are certainly in alignment with making sure there is innovation moving forward in the company. And that's much easier to talk to an employee about how we do these things than just saying be innovative. What does that mean? On the same side, you should also have the actions that would be counter to that to make sure that people know what we don't do in regards to living this value. So maybe with innovation, it's, you know, when we're making big financial decisions, we have a discussion making sure this is coming from this place of innovation versus maybe a little bit of fear or money structure. Maybe it's making sure that if there's dissenting voices that want to say something different, we listen to them. We don't shut, shut them down because that would be going against innovation. So starting to have these discussions, these are usually going to happen, of course, with, you know, maybe your founder, maybe your executive team, a, a top level of leadership who are going to start this discussion and really figure out what they think this means for the organization. Now, you're not going to have, say, in a company of 1500 people, you're not going to have every single person in a meeting where you're discussing this, that would be 
a little wild, but you do want, of course, this to go to all of your employees so you can get buy-in on multiple levels. So once leadership has discussed this, you, you have a definition of these values, you know what they would look like in practice, and you have some actions that you could send out to the organization. The next thing you need to do is disperse this, disseminate this within your organization. And this can be done managers with supervisor teams, supervisors to their staff teams, but people need the chance to understand their own values and understand how they can buy in individually to the organization. And this can be really simple conversations. We're not using this time to try to convince people of the company's values that they have to be theirs. It's starting by just asking, well, what are your core values? When you come to work and you want to find some sort of meaning in your workday, doesn't have to be your purpose in life, just some meaning and value in your workday that would make you feel good about the work you do, what values are alive for you? What values are present? Just that simple conversation gets people thinking about these things. And they'll start thinking, you might hear examples of, oh yeah, well, when the organization does this or this part of my role feels really in alignment with my values. You'll also probably hear some great examples of how uh, parts of the organization are not in alignment with their values and maybe they're struggling with that. I could see this being the case with MEOs employees. Maybe they're really struggling with that piece of innovation. And you might also hear ways that the organization isn't living their values, which is great information for you because then you can take this and use it to look at, well, how are we living this? Are we actually following through on those actions we agreed on? But just this simple act of having this conversation with your staff team, they can reflect on these pieces. They have the chance to know for themselves and think for themselves on what is important to them. You don't need to convince them, like I said, to align with the values, but they will find their own alignment and they will find where they're comfortable. You'll know where they're not comfortable. And that gives you so much more range in how you work with them, how you engage them, how you speak with them. And it's amazing that for having totally different values, people can buy into the same idea together now that they understand it. And now that they have some understanding of their own stake in that. So this is, this is the ideal, right? Everyone is talking about these values. We've had these conversations, we're all bought in. Everything seems great because values are aspirational and they're long-term and they're big picture. And then they butt up against reality. And what can happen with reality is all of these pieces that can be a little bit more challenging, right? In a perfect world, everything's easy. Once things start going, maybe not how we hoped they would, some little fear creeps in, things get a lot harder because we all have needs. And I'm gonna be talking about needs in future episodes of this show, but these are the physical, uh, psychological, emotional, spiritual requirements we all have to have met to be happy, healthy humans, basically. And needs are very immediate, they're in the moment, and especially when they're based on fear, safety, all of those pieces, they're going to trump values, right? It, as soon as you start getting in that mindset, we talked last time about the amygdala, as soon as you start getting in that mode, fight, flight, freeze, suddenly your good decision-making, your big picture aspirational values might disappear. So we need to be really aware of this. And MEO gave a great example as well. If you are a very technical staff with regulatory requirements, and now there's this value of innovation, well, suddenly your safety might actually feel threatened. Your security to have a job, your competence in your role might be questioned by an external body if you take part in this innovation that might pull you away from these strict regulations. All those things going around and around in your head, of course, are going to trump this desire for innovation. Why wouldn't they? 
on a bigger organizational level, this often happens as well. I see lots of organizations who have a good clear sense of their values, but often get caught in, oh, well, what if this happened? This, what, what's at risk? What could we lose if we followed through on this big innovative idea? What could happen? And when you make your decisions from that point of at risk, you're probably not making them from a place of your values, you're making them from a place of fear. And your outcomes, therefore, are going to be different. And this is, of course, a lot easier said than done. There's going to be times when maybe you have a low income month and now you're worried about finances. And that's a pretty big fear that now you suddenly have to overcome that fear in order to move forward. So you really want to keep that in mind. And when you're talking to your employees and engaging in this process, being aware of what might be coming up for them. Maybe there's situational things in the organization that are going to make it hard for them to live the values because they might be worried about the security of their job. How are they going to live the values when they have that fear? And once again, we don't need to solve all of these problems. We just need to start becoming aware of them because if we notice that we are not all in alignment, all living our values, all moving forward together, it means that something's happening that's stopping that. And as the leader, you need to be responsible and aware of what that is so you can change the situation and get your people bought in and on board. Like I said, we're going to be talking a lot more about this because this is obviously a very big topic, talking more about values and needs and that at risk or at stake mindset of fear or what we're moving towards. But really when we start getting these pieces in alignment, you'll be amazed at the momentum and buy-in you have going forward. So SEO, I hope that started to answer your question. As always, because we don't use identifying information in this show, if you do submit a question or a story that we use for the show, I will do a follow-up free session with you to make sure that we got your question answered. We can go a little bit more in depth as a thank you for including your story for us. And we wanna make sure that everyone keeps getting these deeper sense of learning as we'll go deeper and deeper as the show continues. If you want to share your story or ask a question, uh, the link for that is in the description below. So please click on it and check it out. If you would like to engage with the show live, we record Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard. You can find the link for that in the description below. Please join us so you can ask your questions and get answers in the moment. We would love to engage with you that way. And I just want to thank you so much for being here with me today for thinking about these things, bringing value into your organization, into your leadership. I hope you have a great week and we will see you soon. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure to subscribe, comment, and connect with Leah at meetleah.ca.